Shalom, shalom, and welcome as Kenny Russell, Bulldozer Faith, living life in the spirit. I hope you are blessed and encouraged. Okay, where have we got sand? Hold on a sec. <laughs> Let's get that silence there so it's not repeating. Welcome. What a blessing it is to be back online to bring a live broadcast to you today. I'm excited to share what the Father has placed on my heart. And, and really, I believe what I'm going to share today is very prophetic. And I want uh, us to have ears to hear and eyes to see what the Holy Spirit has to say to us today as the body of Messiah. What a blessing. I'm telling you what, I just sense in the Spirit such a move for an open heaven of supernatural transformation. So I want to encourage you, just take a moment, share this message with someone. Who do you know that should be on uh, this time today uh, as we get organized here uh, to share the gospel of the kingdom? Hallelujah. Um, I just sent the email out as well. Let me just double check that it went out so that people can join us uh, that are part of uh, the Builders of Faith Network. I see we've got Josh with us in South Africa. Good to see you, Josh. And uh, if you are tuning in, I see there is some other people on different channels there. Just give us a shout out in the comments section. If you're watching on YouTube, even if you're watching later, uh, I want to encourage you just to do the thumbs up there. And uh, like I said, share on your social media. I believe what I'm going to share today is going to be really encouraging and uh, transforming because I tell you what, I am so fired up in the spirit. I am fired up, uh, you know, because of what? Because of the word of God, his word is alive, it's active, it's sharper than a double-edged sword. And the more time we spend in the scriptures, the more time we understand the character of Yeshua, what does it do? It transforms our life. And I want to encourage you, you know, uh, set time aside to be devoted to the reading of the word, to press in, to say, Father, what do you have to say to me today? You know, what, uh, you know, what, what do you have to, to speak? You know, we don't need just to operate out of the things that we understand. You need a word from heaven. It doesn't matter how long you have been saved. It's not your professionalism. It's not just your great natural abilities that's going to allow you to live a great life on this earth, but it's your ability to follow the leading of the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. We've got to follow his lead. We've got to walk in his ways. And if we're going to do that, we have to hear from heaven. We need a word from heaven. We need the Holy Spirit to minister to us in such a powerful way that it literally transforms our life. That's what we have got to get to. And you know what I want to see today as we fellowship today, I want to see us mobilizing uh, a changed atmosphere around us. You know, I don't care how hard the ground is in the area you live. I don't care what the spiritual atmosphere is around you. You might be surrounded by drug culture, uh, uh, crime, uh, you know, prostitution, all sorts of crazy stuff all around you, right? But let me tell you something. The ground is determined on your heart. 
not determined on the area because you are called to be born of the Spirit, to walk in the authority of a mighty God. And as we walk in his authority, what do we do? We bring that open heaven. We bring that authority of the Spirit. So how is our heart? Is our heart softened unto him? Have we prepared the ground uh, for Yehovah? Have we prepared the ground so that we can function in the way that he has called us to function. So if the ground is hard in the area you're living, if you've heard yourself saying, well, it's just tough ground, it's a difficult place uh, to evangelize, it's a difficult place to live out our faith walk, then I want to challenge you. Let's start looking at the preparation of our hearts because what we need is that living word, that rhema word, that word of fire, to be released within our hearts into our walk, into our lifestyle. And let me tell you something. Your community is going to supernaturally change. Your family is going to change. We should see change happening all around us. Hallelujah. So like I said, I encourage you. You know, I don't know how long we're going to share for today. I just want to allow the Holy Spirit to edify and build us. And if we go for 12 hours, that's okay with me, you know? <laughs> I don't think we're going to go for 12 hours. But anyway, I don't have an agenda other than for us just to hang out in the presence of a mighty God. So let's take a moment to pray. Let's commit this time to Him. Father, we just want to rejoice in who you are. Thank you for the difference that you have made within my life. I want to take a moment, Father, to recognize I am not what I used to be. Father, you have supernaturally transformed me. I, I don't look like I used to look. You have transformed my life. You have created in me a new creation. The old is gone. Behold, all things are new. And I choose today to live in that newness of the Spirit. I say to that old man, go in the name of Yeshua. I'm not going to focus on you. I'm not going to concentrate on you. I'm going to concentrate on what it truly means to walk by faith and not by sight. I walk by the Spirit because the testimony of Messiah dwells within me. So Father, I just take a moment to rejoice at what you have done within my life. And I pray for every person that's watching here that you will supercharge our faith today, that you will empower us, take us to a new level. That's what we ask for. Take us to a new level. We want to be done with yesterday's manner. We want to be done with uh, uh, our, our thought patterns of the past. And we ask, Father, that you renew us, renew us, refresh us. And prophetically, that's what he's saying today. I'm going to bring a refreshing over your life today. I'm going to bring a supernatural refreshing over your life. I believe we're going to release a prophetic word of seeing, uh, uh, you know, an open heaven established within our lives. And as we minister from a position of an open heaven, we're going to speak to that spirit of lack and we're going to say, you're broken in the name of Yeshua. We break you right now in the name of Yeshua. So we give you permission, Father, to minister to us. May we have eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart that understands. That's what we want more than anything. We want a heart after you.
And many people say, amen, hallelujah, at those statements to have a heart after God. But do we have the walk that confirms we have a heart after Yehovah? And these are some of the key things I want us to look at today. So, Father, we thank you for this time. We just ask you to have your way within our lives in Yeshua's name. Amen. Praise the name of Yeshua. So you, you are just going to sit back. You know, I'm not going to rush through things here today. Um, just want to give you some updates as well on what's taking place. Um, as many of you know, I think I shared on the last broadcast in Blackstone, uh, Virginia, we're doing some street evangelism there. And I that was the last time I did a live recording just to say I was heading back to Israel. Uh, I wasn't able to extend my visas uh, in the USA. So I've now got to apply for a new visa process uh, so that I can get back into the States. And, you know, I don't know how long that's going to take. Hopefully it will be done quite quickly. But everywhere we go, we are called to make a difference for the kingdom. So just because I'm back in Israel, you know, some people were writing to me saying, oh, you're back in Israel. You know, what? what's your new vision? No, there's, there's no new vision. I know what we are called to do and what we are building as a ministry. And, you know, I just want to encourage you with uh, <clears throat> the end of year report. Um, now, let's see if I can actually send that into the feed. So hold on one second. Let's just uh, do that because some of you uh, are not signed up for our monthly newsletters. Um, <clears throat> we have an end of year report. I'm trying to get that to come up now. When that comes up, I will share that. There we go. Let's just get the link for that. Hallelujah. And in this end of year report, we just talk about the last few months of travel as well. Uh, let's see. I'm going to put that into the feed there that should go over our uh, media channels let me just check that that is happening uh, i don't think it is so let's just post it there so that's our end of year report i'm just posting um i've done that on my personal uh, facebook page and also on the youtube feed so if you're on other feeds i'll go back and i'll add it later but uh just just for the update you know we did a few months of uh, extended mission on the east coast of America, and it was incredibly fruitful. We saw many people come to faith in Yeshua. We saw people delivered from the spirit of suicide. People were set free. Their lives will never be the same again. We got to minister to uh, different believers as well and encourage them in outreach. We were also able to get more of a structure in place for our synergies and our tents and, you know, what we, we do for our outreach. We're able to sow signs into uh, evangelists and other people's ministries as well to bless them. And we have those templates available. Uh, we just had someone request the templates for our signs so that they can print up some of the signs for their outreach programs. And that's what it's all about. We want to provide tools that will enable others to be effective in evangelism. So anyway, I had to do a run at the end of the year into Canada for five days. And the purpose of getting into Canada was to <laughs> to write the end of year newsletter, one. <laughs> and secondly, um, to validate if I could get an extension on uh, my visa into the States. Anyway, they denied me the extension for the visa. 
but granted me just 14 days in the States to basically pack up and get out of the country uh, until I get the next visas in place. So I've got to go to the embassy, sort those things out. There's uh, lots of administration and things that need to be accomplished for that. So appreciate your prayer as we organize that. Now, I want to make a few points uh, just so you understand what's going on with the ministry um, because some people catch elements of what we are doing uh, from social media feeds. They don't hear, uh, you know, really our structure of what we are setting up. We had to close our main head office operations in Israel through the whole COVID cycle. We had to give up our center, our mission outreach center, um, our uh, broadcast center. We had two properties in Israel that we had to exit from because after the, the COVID or in the midst of what was going on with COVID, they put the rent up uh, crazy amounts, just insane. So, you know, we're, we're not going to throw money away uh, just on rent and, and properties to the level that was requested of us. So we had to leave those buildings. Also, because of what happened with COVID, our uh, ministry giving, our businesses weren't functioning. We didn't have the same amounts of income. So we had to uh, basically... Uh, you know, sell everything that we could possibly sell so that we could afford to make the move. Now, our focus is to establish a mission agency worldwide, not just in one country, but our focus is to train and equip and release people in evangelism and in missions, to ordain pastors, uh, to train pastors, to train evangelists and other fivefold ministries and help support houses of peace and the launch of new ministries in different areas wherever in the world that people are we are here to help we're here to equip so our goal is to move our head offices because we have no main offices here in israel or we don't have a fellowship hall here in israel so our focus is to establish that in the usa so that we can have the uh, the, the right environment uh, so that we can build and grow and do the broadcasts and the things that we need to do, but also so that we can house and host more volunteers and more training uh, opportunities for people in the nations. It's very expensive for people to come to Israel. And a lot of times when people have a heart for evangelism and they come to the land or volunteers come here, we have to house them. We've got to feed them. We've got to look after them and do whatever it takes. And back in the day, we were able to do just that. And the Father blessed us in such a way we were able to do that. But we're not in that position at the moment. So having an outreach facility and center within the USA is going to be such a blessing. But we still have to have those things established. And then last year, uh, just after Pesach in April, I went out to, you know, with the word of the Lord, he gave me a word, said, go to America. I want you to go to the streets and I want you to minister to the brokenhearted. Don't go and preach in, in churches and buildings and fellowships and home groups, but just go minister to the lost and to the broken. We have faithfully done that and saw signs and wonders and miracles as we did that, basically seeing thousands of lives 
supernaturally changed. We were able to ordain about 10 people into ministry, recognize who they are, their gifts, and their calling to stand with these people in prayer. And we believe that we're going to build a network of a thousand pastors of the park and have a thousand different locations across North America as we activate people in evangelism. This is a key part of our call within our training. We want to see creative ministries. We want to see people uh, putting together presentations of the gospel for the streets and for the parks. We want to use uh, the gifts of uh, music ministry uh, to take bands out, to take uh, performing artists out, to come out to worship and to perform and to share the love of Yeshua uh, on the streets and uh, whatever opportunity we can get open for us. So we want to have an, an environment where those things can be incubated. So with doing all of this, yes, we still live in Israel. We are going to continue to live in Israel. We will have new level visas for being in the U.S. and in Israel, and will work between both countries. We are not exiting Israel full time. We're not leaving the land of Israel. We are establishing ourselves in an area so that the ministry can flourish and grow. Because here in Israel, we're under a lot of persecution, as many of you know. We face a lot of challenges here in the land because of our faith and because of our walk with Yeshua. And that's okay. You know, we expected that and we knew that that is part of the package. We've been involved in uh, different challenges, uh, lawsuits against us and things. And we've just got to press in with that. And we trust the Father. He will take care of all of that and deal uh, with uh, these assignments against us, which have been going on. We're now into the eighth year of uh, being hammered through the courts. But our God is able. So we're not concerned about that. That's not our focus. He is our source. Yes, it affects us. It affects our ministry. It affects what we do and how we function. But we trust the Father fully that he will bring us through all of these things. So that's another important prayer point. And I believe that as we establish what we are doing as a mission agency in the U.S., it's going to enable us to be more uh, um, uh, fruitful to uh, sow into the land of Israel in a stronger fashion. But here I am. I'm in Israel right now, and it might take me two to three months to get our visa things uh, processed. Uh, it's not just a quick trip to the embassy. It's going to cost us quite a bit of money to get organized. Uh, we'll have to go to the U.K., as well. We've got to go to the embassies, get that sorted. We've got to pay all the fees and everything that is required. So we are believing the Father to provide the resources. But we can't even start the process until the finances come in for us to do that. So in the meantime, during this season, I'm writing and finishing off the book called I'm a Witness. And this will be a six part or six or seven part a weekly process for small groups to use to be equipped and more effective in mission and outreach. And that's what I'll be writing here as I'm in Israel, be focusing on writing. We will also be committed to doing outreach here in Israel. We're partnering with local ministries here to do mission outreach. We are passionate about supporting the body of Messiah here 
in the land of Israel. And some of you might have saw on our social media yesterday, um, we and I'll post that again tomorrow, uh, we posted out that we are looking to get a mission vehicle here in Israel because we had to sell all our vehicles uh, just over a year and a half ago. Uh, so we don't have uh, the vehicles that we need for transportation, for getting teams out, and also for moving equipment around. We also have to get all of our equipment that's in storage. It's all got to come out of storage, which has been in storage for over one and a half years. Uh, so that storage facility is closing on us. So we have to get everything out within these next few weeks. So it's a good time to be back in the land as we coordinate and organize everything that's happening here. So stand with us with that. These things are very important of what the Father is doing within our ministry. And there's a lot that has to get worked out. And we know that he is able, you know, we live right on the edge. And that's one of the things I want to talk about today. And I want us to really break into from a scriptural perspective, you know, to see what level uh, we operate in and also to encourage you. You know, if we want to see signs and wonders and miracles, there's a price that has to be paid for us to see the glory of Yehovah manifest on the earth. There's a price to be paid. And it's, you know, he expects us, the Father expects us to pay the price. Yeshua clearly talked to us about the cost uh, to follow him. You know, what does it say? I think it's in uh, Luke uh, chapter uh, 14 that talks about, um, no, Luke chapter 9. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his execution stake and follow me. These are the words of Yeshua. Why is he saying that? He's saying, my life is an example. I am calling you to walk as I walk. I'm calling you to go as I have gone so that you will see the promises of Yehovah established within your life. So anyway, that's a little bit update on the ministry. Listen, we need to build our partner base for the mission agency because the finances we get coming in, we use them to train, to equip, to empower others. You know, giving to God Life Ministries, Bulldogs of Faith, is not about giving to support the Kenyon Haley Russell Club. You are giving for us to equip others to make a difference. That's what our finances are used for. And if you just look at what we did last year, I'm just doing the end of year. Next week, I'll be able to send out all of the uh, donation um, yearly uh, contribution reports. will go out next week. And we only operate, uh, well, on less of a third of our budget that we needed for last year. We had a third of our budget, but yet it didn't slow us down. We sowed everything in to make a difference. Just think, just imagine what we could have done if we had our full budget. But look at what we did with a third of our budget. Wow, praise the name of Yeshua. See, we don't stop. We don't uh, make uh, our, our decisions on what we do based on what is in the bank. We go anyway. And many of you have heard my testimony or many testimonies over and over. The Father says, go and the provision will just come. We can be on the edge of, uh, you know, going broke, going bankrupt or whatever, 
or, or being in that place of lack. And, uh, you know, supernaturally, the Father makes a way. He cares for us. And we're going to talk about that in um, uh, what chapter we're going to talk about that in. Some, oh, what's happened to my Bible? Oh, yeah, Isaiah chapter 43. So just keep that uh, in your note. I'll just put a little uh, marker in there for 43 so that we can open that up because it's pretty powerful. But I do want us to talk about the book of Haggai. Um, Hag, Hag, Haggai, as some say. I want to talk a little bit about that as we press in today. So, you know, my desire is that you get fired up here, that we identify, you know, who we are in Messiah. You know, are you facing lack? Are you in that place where it feels like, you know, Father, you know, what am I truly doing for you? Are we so caught up with this world system? You know, I was speaking with someone just the other day and they were asking me questions about how I live my life and how I deal with working in the marketplace and things like that. Because I'm a businessman as well as a minister and I'm a businessman to support the purposes of the mission, to support this uh, ministry and the operations and the things that we do. And as an equipping ministry, we take the resources that we have and we saw them into the lives of others to launch, to equip, to train other people. And they're asking, like, how do you live your life? And I say, I say this statement, and I want you to get this. And I don't really care how often I say this statement or how many years I communicate this statement, because we need to know this stuff. We need to hear this and understand by the Spirit, what I'm saying here. I don't do things because I can. I do things because He says. That's why the foundation of our life should be knowing the will of Yahovah. We have got to know the word of Yahovah, the word of God concerning our lives. Yes, we can attach God's principles to our life that we are currently living in, and that's good. And, and, you know, you can create some form of stability with that function. But there's a higher call. There's a greater call in a place where the Holy Spirit is calling his people. How urgent are the days in which we're living? And I want to make sure that we understand the point and what I'm saying. I'm talking about there's a difference between urgency and um, what's the word? Uh, desperation. We should never be in a place of desperation in the spirit because that means we're out of sync. It means we haven't done things that we should have done at a different time. But urgency is very different. Desperation will bring us to a place of compromise. When people are in a place of desperation, they'll compromise within that position. But urgency in the spirit is another word. And, you know, listen, in the prophetic, we hear this urgent warning, warning, urgent, urgent. It's like their favorite word they want to use to manipulate people into their agenda. And yes, urgency has its place, but we see it being overused prophetically as uh, people are trying to drive people down the stream of their viewpoint and what they want to say. So watch out for that. You know, when you see a ministry that's always posting urgent, 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 warning, 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 
just it's like you know what enough you know let's let's focus and be stabilized in the spirit but the days in which we're living it is urgent and important that our lives line up our lives line up with the will of god where does the source of your energy come from are you empowered because of being in the presence of Yahovah? Where do you get the fire for your life? Some people get the fire for their life in different areas. They get it from uh, uh, money. They get it from uh, addiction to uh, you know entertainment, uh, sports. That's where they get their fire from, their life comes from. But we've got to make sure that the fire that's burning within us, the driving force of who we are, comes from the presence of Yahovah. Are we excited and challenged and empowered and strengthened by the very thought of waking up and getting into the scriptures? Are we in that place where we know that when we come in to the word of God, his word is going to come alive it's going to release over our lives in such a powerful way. You know, as we spend time in the scripture, do we recognize the fire of the spirit coming off the pages at us? Or are we just going through the motions of just education or just trying to, you know, well, I'm just trying to get through the Bible in a year. I'm just trying to get through Torah portions. You know, whatever those excuses may be, I want to ask a question. When we come into the presence of God in our time of devotion, do we walk away receiving the fire of the Spirit? How, how do we uh, gauge where we're at spiritually? You know, many people, they have all the right things to say. They know how to speak the, uh, the, the, the jargon of the believer but it doesn't mean they live the life. They have all the right things to say. It doesn't mean that they're living the life. And this is what the book of Haggai wants to address, wants to talk about because of some powerful statements that he makes here. And I really believe that many believers, they're, they're not seeing the example of what it truly means to live by the Spirit. They're seeing the example of people who are, uh, teaching the word of Yahovah from the position of the flesh. And, you know, why is that? Because we've been very educational and how we're approaching the scriptures. But what we have to do, and this reminds me actually of a statement of what one uh, mega church pastor said to my wife uh, when he was moaning and complaining about me traveling in the nations. And, um, you know, and she said, look, all my husband and I are doing is we're just living the word. We're living the word. And his response is, what? what do you mean you're living the word? What, you're, you're not actually doing it, are you? Like, can you believe that? This person standing up preaching to the nation's international uh, ministry. And he's like, what? What, you're really doing this? What, you apply it? Huh. You know, no, you need to settle down. You need to have more children. You need to be part of the local fellowship. You need to build the local church. That was his response that's what he was looking for i'll speak all the words of faith i'll speak all the power building stuff your job is to go bring people to my kingdom and that's not what we are called to do we're called to build the kingdom 
of a mighty God. Our God is able. He is able. So the first question I'm asking is when you come into the presence of God, when you spend time in the word of God, are you receiving the fire of the spirit? Are you being empowered by the spirit? Or do you sit down with the word and you start spending time in the word and your whole head is filled with all sorts of nonsense and all sorts of urgencies and all sorts of desperation or whatever it may be, you know, and you lose connection. You lose the ability to truly connect in the spirit. And you're not walking with the authority of God because you haven't stayed long enough to receive your orders. You know, we are soldiers in the army of the Lord. We need to receive our orders. And in the book of Haggai, it's two chapters. And, you know, maybe we'll just do a few parts on what I'm going to share today so that you can take bits of this and, uh, you know, just uh, be encouraged and built up in the Word. And maybe we'll go through this over a number of days. Let's just see what the Spirit has to do here. But, you know, what's Haggai? You know, we look at that book, Haggai, the name Haggai comes from the word hag. And, you know, what do we know about the word hag? It's it's feast or, or festival. It's the feast and festivals of the Lord. And, you know, what's the purpose of the feasts of the Lord? There are the appointed times of Yehovah. So here we have the prophet and, you know, one of the minor prophets, <clears throat> 12 minor prophets in the Bible here. And, you know, out of these minor prophets, you know, they had some powerful things to say and they didn't even have to say a lot. The book of Haggai is only two chapters, but yet it's packed full with so many powerful lessons that we can pull out from this portion of Scripture. And one of the things I want to get through today is the importance of the prophetic alignment. If you want to see the spirit of lack broken in your life, it's not about how you fix things. It's not about how you organize things and establish things. We've got to get to that place where we don't do things because we can. We do it because he says that we are aligned in the spirit. And some people might think, well, it's just plain old lazy. No, I just as we train in evangelism, we teach in evangelism from this basis. It's not marketing of outreach that makes the difference. It's us prayer walk in the parks. It's prayer walk in those um, uh, uh, parking lots. I'm trying to think of the American word, car parks, and <laughs> as we say in the UK. It's prayer walk in the areas where we are. It's prayer walk in your community where you live and say, you know what, Father, I'm asking you to pour out your spirit in this community. I'm asking you to move. As we set the tents up in a park, Father, I'm asking you to pour out in this park. We break that spirit of suicide. We come against drug addiction. Father, we come against every lie of the enemy. And we ask for that open heaven to be established. And everything that takes place within our mission outreach takes place on the basis of the heavens being opened. It's the open heaven that brings the transformation. It's not, oh yeah, we had 40 people sign a little card because they prayed the prayer. No, 
It's the open heaven that changes the atmosphere, changes the community in which we live. And then what happens? The people will start to come. The people will respond. The blessings will come. The finances will come. Everything that we need will be unlocked, will be released. The spirit of lack will be broken. And what we have to do is make sure that we've aligned our lives with the vision of heaven. What is the heart and the will of Yehovah? That's what we align ourselves with. His heart, his vision, his purpose. And as we stay focused on that, we will experience an open heaven. So many of us have heard about open heavens, but have we truly known what it is to walk in the fullness of an open heaven? And yeah, we have seasons, yeah? Sometimes we're pressing through, waiting for that breakthrough. You might be praying for a situation for 20 years and you haven't seen that open heaven in that area. Press on. Press on. Ask the Father, what's the word? What's the word? What, what do you require of me? Don't just like leave it, hey, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. No, Father, give me the keys to unlock. Give me the keys. What's the key that I need to see the spiritual release? What do we need to see <coughs> the breakthrough within our lives. So one of the things we need that we've already talked about, we need to know how to come to the Word of God and walk away with the fire of the Spirit. We need to know how to read the Word in such a way that the Word starts talking back to us, starts empowering us. And this is the, the top priority of what <clears throat> I want you to get hold of today. If we're going to see that spirit of lack broken, we don't just need to be anointed. We don't just need to be appointed, but we need to be aligned in the presence of a mighty God. How are we going to see the breakthrough? We're going to see it by listening to what the spirit is saying and do what he says to do. What, what about the guy who was blind? And he said, you know, uh, you know, um, spit on the ground and go wash your eyes. And We see all these different things, what Yeshua does, and even the prophets in the Tanakh, and, and how miracles came forth, and, uh, you know, go dip in the, in the river seven times. And we have all these different examples where people are told to do things, and they will be healed. They need the instructions. And when we look at the instructions, to do the act that has been asked of us isn't something that is logic or full of, oh, well, that makes sense. Oh, well, that's the reason why that guy's blind, because he didn't dip seven times in the dirty water. That's why he's blind. No, it doesn't make sense, does it? But being obedient to God and going and dipping seven times, and he came out healed. And that's what the Father wants of us. He wants us to be a people that know how to receive instruction so we can respond to what he has called us to do. So if we are not hearing, if we're just coming to the word 
And, you know, we're not spirit-filled. And, you know, some people get upset when we start dealing with what is spirit-filled, what does that look like, and the gifts of the spirit. People don't like things like tongues. And listen, I'm, I'm about done with all the nonsense of these unspirit-filled people trying to tell you the gift of tongues is just foreign languages. When we have our heavenly language, we are called Sharimatakahasa to pray in the Spirit. Paul says, I pray in the Spirit more than all of you. We need to be edified and built up in the most holy faith. Some of the revelations I receive from the Word as I'm reading the Word, Sharimatakahasa, Rostokohosa, Naharamasitaka. I'm praying over the Word. I'm waging war over the Word. Father, will you speak to me through this Word? May your Word come alive to me. And as I'm speaking in the Spirit, He gives me the interpretation of the tongue. And He reveals to me what He wants to say to me. This is the day, says the Lord, that the spirit of lack will be broken if you will align yourself today for an open heaven. If you will do the actions and act in the way that He has called you and I to act, we will see the spirit of lack broken in the name of Yeshua. Hallelujah. Haggai. Haggai. Okay. Let's put the glasses on. And let's just read a few verses. And just see where we get up to with this. Because I do want to get into the book of uh, Isaiah as well. Uh, chapter 43. But here is a call. Uh, th this is a, a call from uh, Yehovah through Haggai. Which means feast. The Hag. The festival. The appointed times. You know, his life is about the appointed times. You know, the Father has an appointment with you right now and with me right now. And let's let's be in that mode so that we can receive. So he, he talks about the timeline that he is writing this. He says, in the second year of King Darius and in the first day of the sixth month, the word of Yehovah came through the prophet Haggai uh, to... Uh, um, Zerubbabel, son of uh, Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, son of Jozak, Jozadak, the high priest. Okay, verse 2. This is what Yahovah Almighty says. Now, every time I see the word in the, the scripture, the Lord of hosts or the Lord Almighty, every time we see this, we know something very important is being said. This is what the Lord Almighty says. These people, these people say, the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. Wow. From a human perspective, let me tell you something. From a human perspective, many believers are out of sync with the will and the purposes of the Father. They're out of sync. And the reason why they're out of sync as they're analyzing it from how they see it. Just look back at the year 2000 and all of those doomsday prophets and people saying the end of the world's coming now and the reason why it's coming and they give you an entire book full of numbers, statistics and stats of what's going on in the world. According to our perspective, according to what's going on in the world, this is where we're at. Well, huh. The people in the day of Haggai, they're thinking, you know what? Life is tough. Life is difficult. You know, 
that the house of the Lord is broken. You know, the first temple's been destroyed, right? The house of the Lord is broken. They're building this next temple. They're not that excited about everything that's going on, right? They're, they're, they're feeling depressed about it. But what are they saying? The people are saying, it's not time yet for us to build the Lord's house. We've got to focus on survival. And, and listen, this is one of the big lies on being released of the spirit of lack and being effective in the will and purposes of Yehovah. We think if I just get myself together, then I can be a greater blessing. When, listen, maybe we just need to be vulnerable before the Father. Maybe we just need to step out knowing that, you know, whatever it takes, just picture the recklessness of the love of God. You know, I love that song about the recklessness um, of God's love. But we look at the background to what does it mean? You know, God was willing effectively to bankrupt heaven for your sake so you could come to faith. What did Yeshua do? You know, uh, let's look at the price he paid. You know, there's the file in John 3, 16. For Yahovah, uh, for Elohim so loved the world, he gave his only son, his one and only son. He didn't have plan B. He didn't say, well, you know, I hope this will be good for those, uh, you know, sinners on earth. He says, no, I gave my only son that whoever would believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. But go back to the beginning of that verse that says this, for Elohim so loved the world. His love bankrupt heaven for your sake. That's how much he cared for you. We see in uh, Luke chapter 15, I think it is, where he talks about the lost sheep. You leave the 99 to go after the one. That doesn't make sense. Listen, you've got 99. Stay with them. Be content. Don't leave the 99 to go get the one. Why? You leave the 99. What happens if 99 are lost because you walked away? Now, you've got to trust. You've got to trust. What does it take? You know, we've got to be on the verge of what looks like bankruptcy to see the blessing of God. We've got to be uh, generous in how we are called to operate by the word of Yehovah. And I want you to have ears to hear and eyes to see what the Spirit is saying over our lives right here today. This is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. But here comes the prophet. And what's the purpose of the prophet? To bring the people into alignment of the scriptures. We want to be aligned in the scriptures, in the mighty name of Yehovah. Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai, verse 4 of, of Haggai 1. Is it a time for you yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while the house remains while his house remains in ruin is it a time for yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while his house is is remaining in ruin so what's more important in your life is it more important that people see you and think man he's got his act together he's blessed He's got everything in place. You know, I remember one gentleman came up to me 
a businessman I used to uh, I still know and he came up to me and he says Kenny he says man he says you you're not wise in how you give man you take everything you have you're pouring it in you should be putting money into pensions and doing all this stuff for your retirement and I'm like what are you talking about man I'm giving to the kingdom and the reason why I'm giving to the kingdom as I give to the kingdom, the Father says he will bless me. He will pour out into me. I'm not going to lack anything because I'm living for him. And he said, well, you know, this person's a giver, a big giver. But he saw the hilarious way in how we lived our lives and how we gave for the purposes of the kingdom. And he didn't understand that. One day he called me after the 2008 crash and his pension company was destroyed. His pension company all the money that he sacrificially saved up, all the money that he poured in to those pensions, all of it was gone overnight. And he had to start right from the scratch, right from the bottom again. And you know, the thing that came to his mind wasn't, oh, look, I've lost all my money. The thing that came to his mind was Kenny Russell was wise with his money because he sowed his money into changing lives and building the kingdom. And I sowed my life and my money into a system which just disappeared. And uh, it really ministered to him and changed the way on how he gives and how he lives his life. Yes, we can store up for the future. That's okay. Yes, we can have the ability to leave an inheritance to our children and our children's children. That's fine. But you know, are we ready to build the house of the Lord? Are we ready to make a difference? Here I am in Israel. Listen, let me tell you something. This land is full of so many idols of Christianity and Catholicism that the Jewish people here and the Arabs here, they have no understanding of the true message of Yeshua the Messiah. Because all they see is all these uh, relics and idols of Catholicism all around them. So they just think anyone who believes in Yeshua the Messiah is an idol worshiper of false and foreign gods. So in this land, in the land of Israel, the house of the Lord is in a place of ruin. But yet, here we are building our environments, building our paneled houses, you know? Uh, you know, not living in your mud huts and your tent. Now you're building paneled houses, you know. You're building things for yourself. You're looking at what God can bless you with. And here's what the Father's saying. My house remains in ruin. And we have a commission and we have a call. And that is to build the house of Yehovah in the land of Israel. That's part of our calling, no matter what we do. In the nations, it's always to be sowing in to the land of Israel to establish the house of Yehovah. Why do I say that? Because we are living stones. We are part of the house, the temple of the Lord. Our bodies are a temple, okay? You can't do with your body what you please. It's the temple of the living God. So it is time for you yourselves to be, is it time for you yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while his house remains in ruin? Now, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. 
Now, it's very interesting what we are going to see in these forthcoming scriptures because there's a sign of what's going on within the times in which we're living. If you are not paying attention to the house of the Lord and to the agenda of Yehovah, then, you know, the effort that you're making and the fruitfulness you're getting out of it are not going to be on the same level. You're not going to experience the blessing. Why is the prophet seeking to align the people in the book of Haggai right now? What's he seeking to do? He's seeking to bring the people to the most powerful place of prosperity and blessing. Listen, if you lift up the name of the Lord, if you lift up Yehovah, may you be high and lifted up. If you will do that, <laughs> watch the blessings that will come your way. So verse 6, you have planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but you're not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. This is what Yehovah Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build my house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. You expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. So you had a great perspective over the work of your hands, over the things that you did. But listen, your agenda's all wrong. You're not building the house of the Lord. <clears throat> You're not building the kingdom. You're not investing in the kingdom. So guess what? You're, you're not seeing the benefit. You're thinking, why is it I'm surrounded by lack? Why is it I'm hard-pressed on every side? And let me tell you something. As a ministry, I see the effects of the household of God in operation. Why did we have a third of the budget last year? Maybe we had a third of the budget last year because we didn't teach prophetically enough and strong enough to align the people with what it truly means to be givers for the kingdom. Now, we have a handful, a small group of people, uh, great people, wonderful people who saw uh, sacrificially into our ministry, into the work that we do. And, you know, I remember when one person called me up and said, have you got all the money for that uh, 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 project or, or that thing that you had to get the money for? I said, no, nope, I haven't got all the money. I've only got half the money. And his response was, well, that's just not good enough. And, you know, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm drafting the money right now, so you've got all that money. Why? Because when we have those resources, what can we do? We can build the kingdom. I believe in this year, 2023, we are not going to walk in lack, but we're going to walk in the victory of Yehovah. May we not just have everything we need for our budget. May our budget be so pressed down, shaken together and running over that we're able to even meet the needs of the budgets of other ministries and other organizations that need help and support. So guess what? If you're focused on yourself, you're going to press through in yourself. You're going to make a return, but you're going to realize what you're making is not really making that great a difference. The clothes you're wearing are not warming you the way you thought they were going to warm you. 
The wages that you get come in and they fall into that purse with holes. What's the point in working if you can't even uh, uh, reap the benefit and have the benefit of what you're receiving? So what's Haggai saying? He says, give careful thought to your ways. Think about it. Are we aligned to his kingdom? Are we focused on building his kingdom? Are we going to take pleasure and honor the Lord with our wealth? Honor the Lord with what he has done within us. You expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. What you brought home, I blew away. Why? Declares the Lord Almighty. Because my house, which remains in ruin, while each of you is busy with your own house. Therefore, because of um, therefore because of you, the heavens uh, have withheld their due, due and the earth its crops. I called for a drought on the fields and the mountains, on the grain, the new wine, the olive oils, every olive <laughs> olive uh, oil, and everything else the ground produces on people and livestock and on all the labor of your hands. What's he saying here? He's basically saying, listen, if my house is in ruin and you're just all busy about your house, I'm just going to keep you in that place of famine. I'm not going to allow you to see the blessings of Yehovah. You're not going to see the victory of a mighty God. You're just going to get stuck in that place of lack. You're not going to see the blessings of God. Now, I might preach a little different on the concept of a biblical Zionist viewpoint on Israel than a Christian Zionist might preach. I'm not a Christian Zionist. I'm a biblical Zionist. I believe that what God is doing in the land is important, but I'm, I'm not at all um, linked to uh, this government and the system of what's going on here. But, you know, what does it say here about Israel and salvation? It says in Isaiah chapter 43, but now this is what the Lord says, he who created Jacob, he who formed Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name and you are mine. Oh, wow. I have summoned you by name and you are mine. I have summoned you. Listen, you are mine. We belong to him. He is the only salvation that we require. Stop looking for salvation in other places and even in your own ability. But yield to the Father. But, you know, go back to verse 1. What does it say? This is what the Lord says. It doesn't say this is what the Lord Almighty says. This is what the Lord says. And here comes forth salvation. He who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. So now what do we see? We see a God who says, I will be with you in the face of impossibility. I'll be with you in the face of impossibility. And I'm going to open up these things a little more over these uh, portions of Scripture, uh, over these coming days, next few broadcasts as the Spirit leads. But I want us to capture something right now. I want us to recognize 
and just come to that place and ask ourselves the question, are we just serving Yehovah? Are we just serving God for ourselves in our own little way? Or are we truly part of the body of Messiah? Because listen, when we look at what God's doing within our community, let's not look about what your gifts are and your talents are and what you're going to do in that community. Let's ask the question, what's the Father doing in that community? And how do we become a part of it? I believe we're going to see a break uh, and, and a total destruction of that spirit of isolation. It needs to be broken off us. We need to be part of the body of Messiah. Now listen, I understand there's some teachings and there's some fellowships and people out there that you know have such anti-Semitic types of messages and unbiblical truths and understandings and you know they do things like Christmas, Easter and all these different things. Listen, I understand all of that. But we have to recognize we have a Savior who leaves the 99 for the one. That's the one of his people who's lost. That's how much he loves and he cares. How much do you love and care for the broken? How much do you care for those who are not yet saved? How do we build his house? We build his house by bringing salvation to this generation. We build this house by bringing an open heaven. The heavens were shut. You know, that's just what we read. You know, what did the father say? I'm going to shut up heaven. It's going to uh, withhold the provisions of earth. Now picture this. That's in the natural realm. Picture this in the spiritual realm. Like I said at the beginning of this message, when you come into the presence of God and you're studying the word, do you walk away with the fire of the spirit? Are you hearing from heaven? If we're not, are the heavens closed over our lives because of how we live? And how do we release that? What is the word of the Father to release lack? How do we release the spirit of lack? How do we stop the holes in the purse? How do we uh, uh, stop the very things that we have just being washed away? Well, we have to align ourselves with who he is. We've got to realize that, you know, Yeshua, he gave it all for you. The early believers in the book of Acts, let me tell you, because of the move of the Spirit and the open heaven, they started bringing land. They started bringing property and throwing it at um, the apostles' feet and saying, use this for the expansion of the kingdom. Let's build the kingdom. Let's operate in that spirit of revival. Why? Because they witnessed the testimony of a mighty God. It's time for us to build the house of the Lord. You know, I believe for our ministry, we are not going to go through this year with a further the budget. I'm just making a declaration right here, right now. We are not going to go through this year with lack. We're not going to go through this year without all of the resources that we need to do what the Father has called us to do. And I pray in the name of Yeshua that I'll be a better communicator with others on what we do as a ministry, that we will see more partners and people standing with us. And maybe you're watching right now and, you know, 
you've given to our ministry. You've supported our ministry. Maybe you're watching, you've never given to our ministry. Consider partnering with us. You know, I'm in the land of Israel for this season before I go back to the States for building the mission agency. And I'll be coming backwards and forwards. But let's make this moment count. How do we mobilize evangelism in Israel today? How is that going to take place? How do you unlock the lack within your life? And I believe one of the things the Holy Spirit showed me is the way for us to release and bring forth the blessing is to release the resources into his kingdom. So what do you have in your hand? Sometimes we feel like we don't have a lot, but in the surrender of what we have and in giving, even hilarious, even to the level where it looks like, huh, I don't even have the ability or in the natural to do what I'm about to do financially. But when you do it, you see the Father move. But don't do it because man says. Ask the Holy Spirit, what do you need to do to break the spirit of lack? How does the open heaven uh, be released within your life? And I believe we've answered that. And it is about building his house. It's about being about his purpose. Don't leave my house in ruins, says the Lord. Build my house. Be a kingdom builder. Make a decision right now. I'm going to commit this year in my life from this day forward to being a kingdom builder to be effective for the gospel. Now use my life as an example because we give hilariously. We give to the level where I take all the money out of the bank that I'm meant to use to pay the rent and I use it to sow into the kingdom with just a few days to go. But somehow, some way, the Father knows how to get resources to me so that things are met. Can we trust the Father on that level? But why do I do it? I don't do it because, oh, I've got this idea. If I do this, it'll make God bless me. No. I do it because he says. I want you to take a moment right now. And I want us to come into an atmosphere of prayer right now. And I'm going to ask you to do something. If you are receiving this word, then it says in the scripture that we should sow into and bless our teachers and those that give to us spiritually. We should give to them out of our earthly possessions, out of what we have been blessed with. I want to ask you to pray right now on how you should give an offering before the Father for the release of lack over your life. And ask him, how much do you want me to sow? How much do you want me to give? And I want you to sow into this ministry. If our ministry has been a blessing to you, and you know the Holy Spirit is uh, just transforming your world because of what we do and what we teach and how we minister, then take a moment and ask the Holy Spirit, how does he want you to give to our ministry, to what we are doing? You're given unto the Lord. You're not given to me. You're given unto the Lord. And I believe in taking that step, you will see the blessings of Yehovah. Listen, if there's another, another ministry in another area where the Father has called you to sow, then ask the Holy Spirit, how do you give to that ministry? 
What's your commitment to that organization that's building the kingdom? It's not just about my ministry. I'm not seeking to manipulate and control people. My agenda is for us to have an open heaven and be released from a spirit of lack. And there's a biblical order on how we see those breakthroughs. If we are blessed and encouraged through a ministry, we should sow into that ministry and receive the blessings of seeing that ministry grow and more lives being changed and impacted. That's part of our inheritance. That's part of who we are as we partner. We are a part of that ministry. So, you know, you're not giving to whatever you're giving unto Yahovah. So ask the Holy Spirit, how does he want you to give? How are you going to break that lack? Do you need to move into the next level? What's the Holy Spirit speaking to you right now? We're trying to raise $50,000 to get vehicles and the things that we need to do evangelism right here, right now. We've got a window of opportunity. Maybe one person could clear that whole amount in one transfer. That's all it would take. But we just wait before the Lord. Let's have an open heaven. Let's break that spirit of lack. Let's be people who build the house of the Lord. Now, I, I can share this message with you because this is my life. This is my life. Why do I say that? Because we have lived our lives to give. We've lived our life to, lives to sow. I am a testimony of the fruitfulness of what I'm preaching on today. I have seen the promises of God. Why? I don't know how we have got to where we are today. I don't know how we are able to function the way we are able to function. I don't know how we're able to minister to the amount of people and the uh, the spread of, of how our ministry reaches. It's miraculous. It's amazing. It's not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit. So for everyone who does give to our ministry, we appreciate you. We appreciate everything you've done. I'm not asking you to change anything. Just be encouraged at the blessings that we are able to take what comes in and we're able to multiply it and see his kingdom come and his will done. But I'm asking those who don't give into the ministry, what's the Holy Spirit saying to you? Does he want you to start pouring in to our ministry or to a other ministry. Let's be givers. Let's be effective for the kingdom. So Father, I pray for everyone that's listening and watching right now. I ask for you to pour out your spirit over their lives right now. I pray, Father, you minister to every person, even every person who plants a seed, who sows a seed uh, into your kingdom, brings into the storehouse of the Lord a seed. I ask you to bless them and release an open heaven. We come against the enemy, the devourer. We break you right now in Yeshua's name. I pray, Father, you release a people that know what it truly means to give over and, and beyond building their own uh, system, making their own houses or their own luxuries. And Father, we thank you for all the good things that you give us, but let us have things within contrast, Father. Let things be balanced as they should be, that we are faithful in how we pour into your kingdom. So we release your blessing today over every person that's watching, every person who's listening. And we ask, Father, for that spirit of lack to be broken right now 
in Yeshua's name and we receive the open heaven, that the dew will come to the ground, that the rains from heaven will fall, the divine appointments, the holy assignments will open up before us. Oh, we bless your holy name, Father, for the salvation that's going to come, for the lives that are going to be changed. Father, will you mobilize us here in the land of Israel? Will you release us here to be effective? Will you provide for us the equipment and everything that you have promised to us in Yeshua's name? Hallelujah. Well, praise the name of Yeshua. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with this word. We're going to press into this over these next few days because there's so much uh, that I want us to get from these portions of Scripture. And go and study Haggai chapter 1, Haggai chapter 1 and 2, Isaiah chapter 43. There are some key areas in 44, some key areas we're going to be speaking on over these next few broadcasts. And listen, let's get this in our spirit. Let's not be a people that have all this leakage everywhere of, of who we are. You know, it's not just about money. It could be in relationships as well. You know, let's have the blessings of God in every aspect of our life because our number one focus is to build the kingdom and to build a house for our Lord God Almighty. And always consider the land of Israel and from that perspective, because this is the land of promise. So let's pour into the land of promise. This is a, a, a an unreached people group. They haven't heard the gospel. They don't know the truth of the gospel. They need the gospel of Yeshua, the Messiah. Thanks for watching. I hope you're blessed and encouraged. Pray, pray, uh, place your comments below in the social media on a... Uh, whatever channel you're on, if you're watching and listening uh, on YouTube, then just do the thumbs up there on the YouTube channel and uh, take a moment to share this message. Who do you know needs to hear this message today? I want to thank you for watching and I look forward to seeing you all on the next broadcast. Shalom, shalom. Until later. Bye-bye.